Welcome back to the Freaking Awesome Podcast, and this is episode 50. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Let's kill that bass head. Let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome, everybody, to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Bose, and uh, unfortunately, my co-host, Matty G, cannot make it today, but we have a very special celebrity guest host today. His name is Joe Finfera. You may know him as uh, many of the uh, the soap opera kind of heartthrob walk-on extras. Uh, he's uh, played in uh, many things such as uh, Guiding Light and... Um, Oh boy, uh, I always get these uh, these soap operas all all mixed up. But uh, I think there was. I all... can help you. Hey, perfect! That's yeah, great. As a, as a co-host, you get to come in. So <laughs> <laughs> I can come in and help you. I I've, I've walked in and did some walk on roles and One Life to Live, uh, Guiding Light, Guiding General Light, yeah. Hospital. Yeah. Um, let's see. Out, uh, let me see. Guys, been so many years. I've done so many of these things. I know. Uh, but uh, yeah, One Life to Live, General Hospital, uh, Days of Our Lives. And young and the restless. Yes. And did I say general hospital idea? Yeah. Yes. And and one of the most unique things, and it's actually really funny because we never have a, a a guest come in and and help out with their intro. This is actually really fun for me. <laughs> um, but uh, a, a I gotta say there was there was something I think I remember seeing in one of your uh, biographies that uh, you also uh, kind of started off in the bodybuilding career. I did. I started off in the fitness industry uh and and that's actually how i was able to get my first um kind of gigs on 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 soap operas i used that to propel me to get into uh on one life to live okay um i did a lot of different i did a lot they're they're always looking for these you there's these all the soap operas had back in i guess it was the 90s they had these uh kind of unique scenes and uh back then they were working on this it's like a, a a scene where they had these uh I hate to even say it because it's embarrassing, but uh, these like Egyptian like love slaves. Okay, and, yeah. And, and uh, they bring me in to play these these roles, wow. and it was it was how I got in so fast. And, and I for me, I used it as a marketing um, um, thing to get in because you know there's so many people that are trying to get a, a part on the show. Mm-hmm. So I figured this would be a good way to kind of um, um, use a kind of a marketing thing. And I do marketing now. I'm pretty good at thinking about how can I get somebody's attention so i used you know the the, the um, bodybuilding stuff as a way to, to grab attention yeah and, sure. and it segued in but it, it gets a little bit dangerous because then you get typecast with just that and they don't realize that hey wait a minute i have a degree i have an education and i can um, i can do more things and just do that so uh, just be i was a always face. also fighting <laughs> that ex- exactly just for the build so uh um god i i, I um I, I remember doing an episode and uh, I was um, going to the wardrobe department and they said, okay, well, the next time we meet a body, I'll call you. That really, that bothered me so bad. Right. That um, feel like I a hunk of meat. It really did. It did. And you, you just, you know, and it's not just for, it's, it's for both men and women to hear that. Yeah. And, and, and I thought I can't blame anybody because that's how I marketed myself. So I had to, I would, 
I fought and fought, and, and um, finally, I, I got a part. Um, I ended up getting a, a part on um, Guiding Light, and I had to wear a suit. And I was so happy I got to wear a suit. Fully covered, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to play this part. And uh, and uh, I and they gave me, a, I, my first time I had a character name on, on there's a Guiding Light, and they gave me a character name. I got to wear a suit, so I was so happy. And then I later found out that the part was originally supposed to be at a swimming pool. <laughs> and to my character, so if it had originally been written um, with the suit, they probably wouldn't have cast me. But I had they cast me more because uh, so it was supposed to be by a, a, a swimming pool, and they thank God they they kept me even though they, <laughs> they switched the location was going to be anyway. You get a, wanna... you get all excited because of the suit, and then you're like, okay, so we're going to be in the swimming pool. You're like, ah. <laughs> That's right, exactly. But uh, I was lucky. I was lucky that I put my energy towards, I mean, literally, I do believe in the power of thought and positive thinking. And and I guess because I was thinking it so much, the odd thing, I, I remember them saying it was supposed to be by a pool, and they, they changed it to that it was going to be like a, a nightclub, and you had to wear a suit. So I was, I was happy. Oh. And um, it was like a dance number, and the um, – the uh, the dance number was actually uh, the, the dance choreographer was the, the fellow from um, from Laverne and Shirley, the guy that played um, the big ragu. Okay, was, uh, from Laverne and Shirley for all the older listeners. So he is a choreographer. So it's really it was a definitely a cool cool day. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really funny. It wasn't wasn't and and this could be urban myth. I'm not 100 percent sure, uh, but yeah. wasn't the one or the two of the guys off Laverne and Shirley, the guys who went on to be Spinal Tap. Yes, yeah. that's right. They yes. still were. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, they, they were because um, I remember I went to a, I, I got invited in, in here. I was out here in California then, and Spinal Tap had this like like reunion thing, and and um, I recognized the one guy from from Laverne and Shirley. It was the that was um Lenny? I think it was Lenny. Yes, yeah, was the one I really recognized. And uh, but that that fellow, he also he he's he's a really versed guy because he's also was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Yes, he was. Wow. You know, we should look up his name because that's not fair talking about a fellow and not really giving his name. So let's. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Sounds I'm look good. It up right now, as we speak, we, 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 because we owe him we, homage to this. <laughs> we 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 do we do owe him homage. It's not fair. Yeah. And you know, and he's such a cool he's been around for so long such a cool dude let's see let's get his name here and his his character was was let's see here oh and the eddie well eddie mecca was carmine the guy who i was speaking of and then um okay lenny was played by michael mccain michael mccain McCain, who was in spinal tap i believe yeah wow and yes, when you go on his IMDb, you can see it. He was in Spinal Tap. I remember seeing him. So yes, wow. So yeah, so it he, was an urban myth. I he, was actually right. Oh, that good for no, me on my memory. It's not an urban myth. <laughs> it is true. Yep. And um, he is such a versatile guy. He's been in a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of people like that. There's there's so many things out there. It's like there's a lot of actors like that. There's been in so many things, and mm. you just don't, you know, you go, oh, really? Because you know, obviously, you're you're playing a character, so you're not always going to look like yourself. That's right. 
That's right. And, Thank and, you if you're in Spinal Tap. Yeah, spinal exactly. Tap, they were they were a little wild and crazy. Yeah, <laughs> the over the top end of things. So, I mean, you yeah. you are also, uh, I mean, you're a perfect example of one of those people because you have been in so many different roles, and especially for a lot of like the what I like to say is like you're you're kind of like the the mom crush, right? Because you're the guy that crosses all these uh, soap opera shows, and uh, as a I... as a good looking guy, right? Then people are like, oh, I know that guy. I know that. Where do I know that guy from? And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and then when you end up hitting, uh, you know, uh, a lot of your other movies or shows, uh, people are like, why does this guy look so familiar? And, and it's always really funny because um, I think it was my, my co-host, Matty G. Uh, we, we had another uh, uh, Sean Cannon on uh, who was also on a yeah. lot of these uh, yeah, I know. soap yeah. operas. Oh, do you? <laughs> and he, uh, Yeah, um, he was uh, he was a karate, on Karate Kid, too. Karate that's Kid. on Karate Yeah, Karate Kid 3. Yeah, he was uh, the, the kind of the villain um as much yeah. as you can say the villain not the main villain but the kind of the underling villain but uh the, the main kid who was mm-hmm. fighting daniel and uh and maddie g had admitted that uh he was actually a huge soap opera fan at one point so <laughs> i learned a little bit more of my co-host at that point oh that's funny that's yeah funny. so quite i a kind movie. of was i i dated a, i when i was in um when i was in my last year years of college um the the, the young lady who i was dating um, she was in a soap opera, so I had to sit and watch them. I learned about them from sitting and watching the shows. Oh, wow. Another way so of getting I, it, I, right? I just, you, you had the yeah, look. You I, already I, had the experience. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Think, well, it was before I had the experience, but I had to I had to watch because I wasn't a fan. I was forced into it because if I wanted to spend time with my girlfriend at the time, I had to watch these soap operas. Yep, yep. So, you know, got, your guy has to do what he's got to do. Yeah. Plus, plus, if you're in the in certain relationships, it's it's a soap opera on its own. So then you have real life experience. Right. <laughs> oh God, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right. that's true. But but back to what you're saying, I, I do have. It is interesting because um, I, I do have people go and say, "You look familiar. I've seen you someplace." And you know, I, I just I just chalk it off to I just I'm a familiar looking person. Yeah. Um. But you know, and it could be, and it just could be though too, because. You know, we all you know we all had like a twin somewhere, so it could be from an episode they saw or, or whatever, or it may not be. You know, and but there's you know like on a recent note, I did um, I did have somebody recognize me from an episode I did on um, General Hospital. Okay. General Hospital has a good fan base, and I did that relatively recently, and so someone did recognize me from that, and I get because I'm not like you know known like you know I'm not hugely known. I, I'm very flattered. I'm still at that point. I get very flattered. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love it. Yeah. You know, Spe- so speaking I, of flattery, yeah. I, I couldn't help but uh, yeah. come across the uh, August 2016 cover of uh, you on a, on a calendar with a motorcycle. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Looking, Thank looking you. good. I, at, I, was in, I was 30. I was in my late thirties and um, I still, I still work out and I'm in, in shape. But I was really happy to be to get to get um, a calendar at an older age. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was it was uh, it was exciting. It's and everybody was you know so much you know younger than me, but uh, it was it was nice to be as to do at thirty six. Um, you know, I, I uh, I'm fifty one now, and you know no one's banging down my door to to do that. But uh, <laughs> it would be nice to get a bunch of fifty year olds and all of us to say, you know what, hell of it, let's. Yeah, let's, let's get start a in new good shape again and do another one, right? Yeah, exactly. Why there's, there come, let's be honest. There's a total market out there for that. <laughs> You'd have no well, problem selling right, those calendars. Old, yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> right. You have no problem selling them. And I, sometimes I want to do it and donate the money to charity. Yeah. Yeah. And what a great cause. But, you know, the, everybody has to be over 50. Yeah. And you know, the over 50 stuff, because, you know, it, you know, they're, you, know you, you go into the gym nowadays. And a lot of people, fitness is a big thing. It's not about being huge. It's just about being in shape. Yes. And I, I think we're more health conscious nowadays, too. So you're going to find a lot. There are a lot of people that are in their that are in their fifties that are in really, really good shape. Yeah, for sure. Well, I definitely say in well, that thank image, you for finding you, the count. yeah, I mean, in that, in that image, you honestly, you kind of look like a young Hugh Jackman there. So, uh, for all well, the ladies out there well, listening, uh, who are of course, huge, uh, Hugh Jackman fans, you got to go and, uh, and check out Joe's, uh, 20, uh, 2006, uh, calendar. It's, uh, it's I think that's right. Impressive. It's on, actually, I did put it on IMDb. Oh, there I we go. It yeah. IMDb. It's on IMDb. Yep. It's on IMDb. So if you want to go Perfect. F-I-N-F-E-R-A, you can find it. But, uh, yeah. wow. Thank you for that's finding good. it. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> that's fun. Excellent. Um, so, uh, you know, so we're doing things a little out of order and that's totally fine because this, uh, it's, it's always great when we have a, a guest, uh, a co-host. Uh, so let's, let's continue talking about uh, a little bit of your, uh, your history here before we jump over to the, the, the weird and wonderful news articles we have from around the world um i wanted right. to ask you uh, about uh, so you've done a uh, just recently or or i shouldn't say recently i guess it was a few years back but uh, the opiate diaries which i believe was a uh, is that an oh, amazon or a, yeah. a netflix no it was amazon i think wasn't it that that's on that's on amazon yes that's on amazon right now yeah amazon prime oh that's right yeah so uh now how did you how do you find like, do you find that there's any difference in, um, in like the the direction procedure when you're looking at um, TV series versus movie versus uh, Netflix slash Amazon Prime? Did, did they? Did, is there any difference in that process, or does it all seem kind of along the same lines? I it it, it kind of de- it depends. You know, it's, it was a little, it was a lower, uh, a lower budget is independent, of course. So there's a little bit more freedom, um, as far as the actor's concerned for what you bring to it. Okay. Um, you know, it is, and it's, uh, it's not as, um, it's a little bit more of a looser set. You know, when you got, um, when you want a more bigger budgeted thing, mm-hmm. you know, it, everything really has to be on the mark and you may not have as much freedom. Little less, um, because, less you know, room for so, mistakes. <laughs> that's right, because there's there's more people involved in you know, you know financing and things like that. Which you know even like today, what's going on now, um, you know, and I'm I'm only anticipating, but I think it's going to be it's it's harder for big budget films. I think right now they've got to really you know figure out you know insurance wise how can we you know get people back on the set. Yeah. Or versus if you have a smaller budget thing, you you you, you have less liability. And I think it's going to be easier for an independent to produce something right now. So that's just my, that's my guess. You know, and I'm not, you know, I can't call myself an expert at that because I'm not a producer, but it just seems to be, you know, logically, mm-hmm. the only thing I can think, think of. But, but yeah, the answer is, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, network stuff, you know, you're answering to the network and you're answering to, you know, the, to, to, um, the producers and things like that. So that's where the difference is. And, you know, and then of course you take, um, if you're also then going to, if you do theater, I've done theater in my life and, mm-hmm. you know, theaters is it's live where you have to have everything down. And, and if something goes wrong, you have to find a way. Now this is the thing I, I, I watch some of the television shows I watch now where you see, or somebody makes a mistake. I I'm glad they show it. They really show it. Yeah. 
And because I think people need to see it because we learn from our mistakes. And one mistake to do is if you're doing something live, never stop. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're doing theater, if you're doing theater, you can't stop and say, oh, can I do it again? Yeah. What's my line? Can I get a new take? You got to find a way. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, you got to find a way. And uh, I think I was watching um, America's Got Talent and somebody was a comedian and they they um, they messed up oh. and they stopped and they let everybody know they messed up. And it's just. I, I mean, I felt so horrible. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sitting in my living room watching this, and I felt so horrible for the person. But it's good that they they let the, the public see that because you you know everybody needs to know no matter what you do. Yes. You know you can't just I mean, think about singers. You know, if you're a singer, or you know you're a comedian, or whatever you do, if you're a, an actor doing theater, you can't just ever stop. Yeah. You got to find a way to go, and a lot of times the audience may never really know. That you made a mistake, they may not know. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know it's really funny you bring that up because I remember when I was younger and uh, I used to uh, play the piano, and um, I remember my my teacher when I was a child saying that if you make a mistake, just keep playing as if you didn't make a mistake. Just find the next note and just keep going. And um, but mm, but nowadays nice. it, it yeah. takes away from the humanity, right? Like you. you why, why, why fake, why admit or, or not admit that you made a mistake? Uh, why keep going? I know like the show must go on, but we're, we're human. We, we err. And, and I feel like by not admitting those mistakes, um, maybe that, maybe that's a, a lot of the problems in, in today's world because nobody wants to admit they're when they're wrong anymore. It's, it's a very hard quality I, uh, to find. That's a good point. And I'm glad that I'm your co-host on this wonderful day in July. And I, I'm going to say, I agree with you, but, but it doesn't mean you need to stop everything. You can kind of make a face and acknowledge that there is something, but continue going. My, my, the thing is, is you shouldn't just stop. Yes. Yeah. And so I agree with you. Yeah. And when you're, when you're on stage in a production, like you have to find a way of making that mistake into or working it back into the script so that it made it look like it it, knew a mistake. And that's just for the viewing pleasure of other people, right? Like you can't just bring a production to a halt because you made a mistake. Uh, Right. And that's my, yeah, that's my point. That's, that's, I guess my point. And and I agree, you know, um, by, and, and, um, you're you're right. You should acknowledge it. And mm-hmm. I think by acknowledging it, we want everybody in the world to know that nothing can ever be perfect. Mm-hmm. And if we acknowledge it, we can help people continue to go on. What you don't want is to to make it um, um, debilitate you and yes. to make you stop if you do make a mistake. So so yeah, I think you and I are on the same page. But how you go about identifying it, we just don't. You just don't want anybody to ever become paralyzed by it. And yeah. then you're saying, too, is, you know, we do want the world to know that, hey, if you make a mistake, it is okay. Yeah. Life doesn't end. And because of this, you're allowed to continue going. Mm-hmm. And so, so you know, you, you know, basically what I'm saying is you can acknowledge you make a mistake, but don't let it paralyze you and stop you. You can continue going and and it, you can make a face and you can acknowledge somehow, but but. If, if you really think so, but you know, yeah. the world needs to know you got to continue moving on. So we're saying the same thing, yeah. Yeah. but we just don't want everybody to, to stop. Yes. And because that's where, um, you know, because you know, people don't aren't, they're okay with you. If you make a mistake, mm-hmm. everybody's okay with it. 
but it becomes hard if you stop everything and then you can't go on. Yes. And the, the, fun, the hard thing about it was this young lady was watching, um, who I was watching on um, um, America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. because she stopped, she didn't get voted on. Uh, they would okay. have been okay with the error if she continued and she could have stayed in. Yeah. So that, uh, so that that was you know my thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're it's it's thing. it's a, a bit yeah. of a twisted world, right? I mean, you, there's one thing that's accountability, and there's another thing that uh, by bringing attention to an error will sometimes cost you. Uh, and and right, in right. in the you know uh, the the entertainment industry, uh, there there's little room for error. Um, and, and in that particular case, it was clearly a, a case of continue to go on with the show at the end when you're done, admit to a mistake if it gets caught. But if not, you kind of keep going and it, right. it, it feels like such a dishonest way of doing things. But at the same time, uh, I, I feel like some, I think more and more people should be, uh, rewarded or at least, uh, recognized for their accountability. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then the other thing too, is when, you, when you're enjoying a you know, film or a show, where it's not necessarily live mistakes are made all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they say cut, you know, you do another take, yeah. you do, you know, you do another take again. And that, um, you know, people say line and, you know, if they, they can't remember the line and, or they, you know, so, um, when you're doing regular television or film, you have that freedom to do that. You know, you obviously don't want to do it a million times because you'll drive people crazy and they probably will never cast you again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Now, uh, I've noticed from your your IMDb, of course, you uh, you play a, quite a wide variety of characters, but I do see a few reoccurring roles of like doctors and dads, and and uh, I think there was another one that's like a police officer or something. And and is it is it because those are like it, of those roles? I should say, do you actually have a preference? Like, is there something that you've been casted I, I, with that yeah. you're like, yeah, I love doing this? Yes. I do. My preference is just to be cast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's always good, that's too. My, yeah. my preference is just to be cast. <laughs> um, you know, I, that, that, I, I would say I do like kind of playing like the villain guy because I think you can truly play and you can be free. I just I like I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I like playing that guy that that may be a bad guy. And he's a villain, but yet he still has a heart. Yeah, and I like that stuff. Yeah, too. I find um, more and more where there's like there's a human side, you know. Yes. there's a human side to that bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, but playing a doctor, I, 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 I'm, I'm very, I'm honored to to be able to do it because you, know, you have to see yourself, whatever character you're portraying, you have to you personally, the actor has to see himself, yeah, as being a doctor. And and so you have to you know lose yourself into that character. So so um, I'm I'm honored that the director thought of me as, as a doctor, mm-hmm. and it was um, so that that's great. And and in the Opiate Diaries that you pointed out, I do play the Opiate Doctor. Yes. And so it it was yeah, it was it was nice to be able to play diverse things like that because that will that that does help. You, no one ever wants to be um you know um, stuck as only playing one type of character. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do play the villain. I, I think I play the villain good, but mm. I do get a lot of father stuff, which is good too. Yep. So I'm, and I am a father. So, um, I definitely use my father, fatherly love for my children when I do play, um, a role like that. Yeah. Uh, nice when you can draw on real life experience. I can totally yeah. draw on my experiences <laughs> and, and, you know, like the edge, you know, all of us parents 
every parent out there listening knows we parents have this little edge about us because mm-hmm. there's just so much going on, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, when you get to a certain age, that that edge is just natural from everything you've been through. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I do appreciate about, about my age is, um, the experience that life brings you and, um, and how you can bring that and use that when you're when you're acting. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, you're you're actually a very fortunate person because you have such a uh, a versatile look to you. Um, as you mentioned, you know, because you've got uh, the the dad look, but at the same time, like you you really do have that uh, lawyer or doctor look, and and I could easily see um, you being like that. Like you had mentioned, that villain, but that um, that villainy with humanity, and and that's a very kind of um, I I see more and more roles or or shows or movies going that route where you start actually relating to that villain, and suddenly he's not that bad of a guy. You're like, well, really, is he that bad? Like just because his perspective might be a certain way or just because he goes about this right. way, maybe it's not that bad and he feels like he's doing it for a good cause. Does that make him truly evil or not? And uh, I feel like the villain is now becoming a little bit more of the hero almost, or the anti-hero in, in a lot of these, uh, these new productions. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right. And I feel and, like, and it, you know, yeah, it, it makes right, for a right. better, uh, choice of film. It's it's uh, because the the hero is is so overdone, right? And and classic mm-hmm. villainy is almost so obvious that you can catch it in uh, it early in movies nowadays. But uh, if you give a villain that hum- humanitarian or that humility or the or the humanism that we're all of a sudden um, they're 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 no different than you and I, but may have right. taken a step on a different path that that now becomes more of an engaging character. And then you feel like that's actually truly the one you want to follow. And what's his real outcome? How did it, this become, to, where, where did he start and how did he get to where he is? And, um, and I find that they're actually almost more of the movies and the flicks that I have a tendency to get drawn to nowadays. Right. That's where brilliant writing comes in too, because there's, there's so many fabulous writers out there and they know how to bring these dimensions to the character. And, you know, the actor obviously can pick up on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the actor can take it to another level, but a lot of times the writers, that is their intent. And you just got to take your hat off to these fabulous writers out there. And, and I, I am not a writer whatsoever. I appreciate well-written scripts and it just makes our job, you know, an actor's job, Mm-hmm. way easier when you have such a great um, um, well-written script and you appreciate that so but there there are so many fabulous um, writers out there yeah. and and you know in, in this world it's it's really nice how I guess I'm kind of taking away a little bit but there's so many um, places that these talented people can have, have their work shown and that's you know your Netflix your Hulu Amazon um, Apple and it's it's it is a good time for for creative people to tell their stories. Yeah. And you know, so I I I, I like that because you know it's uh you know the, the you know people are given creativity for a reason, um and um it's nice for them to be able to to use that and show show it and you know and ultimately you know good writing and good stories mm-hmm. um it does um change people you know you know uh, um um you know religions used to use theater as a way to persuade people to to acting and behaving a certain way yeah and they used it theater as a tool 
Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, television and film can be used that, that same way. Yes. And, you know, it can, it can give everybody a, a shift in thought. Yep. yep. And so, so I, you know, I actually often feel that it is used that way, but more by the government. But as we try not to stay too political on the show, I won't get into it. But uh, right, it is right. definitely uh, the media is, is quite a tool in, in many different, um, yes. you know, regions of politics and religion. So. Uh, all right, let, let's take a, uh, a quick jump over to our, our news and uh, let's see what you think of uh, a couple of the articles we have here. The, okay. The headline for this one is ex-eBay employees charged with mailing spiders, cockroaches, and a pig mask to critics. So, uh, Okay, so an ex-eBay employee was multiple, charged with... Multiple employees. Okay. Yeah, was charged with mailing spiders, cockroaches, and a pig mask to critics. To critics. To critics. So, so someone said something bad about somebody, and then they mailed them. Oh, yes. What a, a what a uh, what a horrible thing. Yes. Slash brilliant idea. Well, it, and Slash it's brilliant idea. So <laughs> listen to this, and and this is something as as an actor you could actually appreciate. Uh, yeah, so, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> so six former eBay employees were charged with harassing a couple who had criticized the e-commerce company, sending them an obscene message and then mailing them live insects and a Halloween mask featuring a bloody pig face. The U.S. Wow. Attorney's, yeah, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Massachusetts had fil- filed criminal charges, including conspiracy to commit cyber stalking and conspiracy to tamper with witnesses against two former eBay executives, uh, which I'm not going to enter their names, uh, but their former, their former senior director of safety and security and their global resiliency, uh, sorry, the former director of global resili- resiliency and four other employees have been charged with this. So this is like six eBay executives like wow. this isn't this isn't just like um you know a, a disgruntled teenager who was working for the system or a, a college student or something. These are executives who are committing this, and and they right. basically had um so this this couple had basically gave them a a bad review, and their efforts were to turn around and basically uh, harass them. They they sent the. Uh, the spiders, the bloody pig mask. They also sent them a book on how to deal with the death of a spouse. So it, uh, it, it really oh, got intense. Whoa, that's that's not good. Yeah. How to, to deal with the death of a, of a spouse. Yeah. So surviving the loss of a spouse well, is the name of the that title. Sounds like, that's, a, that's a borderline threat. That's yeah. scary. Right? And, and I'm like, I don't care in this day and age who... What people say or or how what a review or trolling or whatever people are saying, nothing warrants that, let alone from no. professionals, grown professionals to to threaten a couple like. No, yeah, yeah. That's, just, that's good, I mean, this is this is a company that's that's like billions of dollars and you've got your executives now, uh, you know, eBay has turned around and said that they have been all terminated since this. But, and they should be. And, and they, they should, should be. be. But, I mean, you really question um, your employees. Now, Now it was said that the these um, executives had gotten the idea uh, from the 1988 movie Johnny Be Good. Really? Where apparently mm. this plan to harass the bloggers and overwhelm them came from that idea of a movie. 
Uh, so quite quite an interesting turn again from someone who is a an actor in that the, where they get this idea it came from a movie. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, you know it's... Uh, here's the thing. I've done. You know, I I do independent projects. I'm I'm a I'm a I would say a blue collar actor. Um, I like to perform, and, and if there's a, a young filmmaker um, or a low budget filmmaker, I'm, and and they they uh, they have a good project, a good idea, and they're, they're really artistic, you know, I'm about performing. So I don't, you know, um, you know, so I, I'll you know work on a project. So yeah. I've done some things that are lower and and things that didn't go on Amazon, yeah. and where people can go in and make comments about it. And sometimes some of the comments can be, you know, that no one's ever really given me a horrible comment, but just maybe the, the whole project as a whole. But yeah. if you're in, but if you're in the whole project, then, then, you know, it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. It is definitely, it, it's hurtful. Yeah. And a, a lot of people can be very hurtful and there's really nothing you can do about it. Yep. And so I can understand the, 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 the pain someone can feel when they do get, a review but at some point you know you got to realize um you know you know if you're let's say you're a manager you have to come to that point where you got to realize um you got to understand that no one's always not everybody in the world's going to think you're the best yes and so you have to have the ability to to be okay with being insulted Mm -hmm. and that sounds horrible crazy to say but you know um you know, I'm 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 an actor, but I'm also a businessman, and and I've been I've done both for for years. And when I started managing people, I knew that um, I had to um, um, lo- I had to work on not being insulted. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you always hear people that's insulting, and and so I knew in order for more me to do it because I do get insulted. We all get insulted, so I knew that I had to lose um, not. Uh, take that with a grain of salt and yeah. understand that not everybody's going to think I'm the right person for this position. And as long as I know I'm doing my best, and as long as I know who I am, that's, you know, that's going to be the most important thing for all of us. Yeah. So for me, I think for actors or anybody in a certain position where people insult them, the, the higher road is to, you have to, you have to, in those positions, you have to be willing to take an insult. And yeah. there are people that we can see in our world today that are in the highest positions that are having problems with this. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and otherwise, sometimes people do great things, but when they're insulted, they don't understand how to take the high road. And, yeah. and in order for you to truly be effective, because you can, you gotta, we have, all have to realize not everybody's going to think we're the best. That's right. Or we're the best for this or doing this job is great. They may not think about us completely that way, but that particular thing. So, so you know, these executives at um, at eBay really you know, took the the book, um, the the lesson in um, in humility and understanding that you know um, you have to be able to take an insult. Yeah, for sure. And, and heck, think about it. Us parents, think about parents. No, yeah. or, um, as a parent, your kids get to a certain age. They don't think you're as smart as you think you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they that's start pressing and doubting you. Yeah. What a thing, you know. All of us parents, you know, there's a, a point where our children 
get and they start questioning you, wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> you, you don't know as much as, as you don't know as much as you claim to know. <laughs> I am constantly challenged by <laughs> <Yeah>. my children. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally give right. them credit because I think it's good for them. They should challenge. They should ask yeah, questions instead should. of just taking things. But sometimes you just want them to do what they're told. <laughs> right. So. Well, and what's really rewarding is when your children kind of come back around and then you, they give you credit for being yes. smarter than they thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, I'm a kind of, I'm, sometimes I get those things from my kids. Cause at first I got, you know, you're, you're not as, you're not as smart as we thought you were. And then, then there's other times where they go, wow, yeah. you, you warned me about that. You told me about that. Yeah. And so it kind of comes full circle. So that, that then makes it, you know, rewarding for yeah. all of us. So that's crazy. But, Definitely. but man, I'm sending a book like that and sending roaches. Yeah. Or they, oh, that's, that's, that's crazy. horrible. Man. Yeah. So that I have a, a lighter side of the news though. Um, so I'm, I'm, are you a pet owner at all? I, I am. I have, okay. I have a, a beautiful dog. Okay. His name is Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a Husky shepherd oh, mix nice. and I adopted him from a shelter and, and, uh, um, I, I saved his life. He, he actually saved my life, but not, well, meaning he's, he's really, what is a great addition. I, I yeah. he brought such joy. He's, dogs, animals can bring such joy, yeah. um, to a family. It's, it's, uh, such a wonderful thing. And every day, I'm so thankful for adopting my dog. Yeah, we we have a, an adopted uh, rescue as well. Uh, she was from the uh, Dominican Republic. She's a coconut hound. Nice. Uh, kind of looks like a kind of looks like a greyhound, but tan. Okay. And uh, she's definitely uh, full of love. Uh, we also have a cat, yeah. and uh, this article is is actually about a cat. It's a its title okay. is an attention seeking cat won't stop lying in the road with its eyes closed, pretending to be dead. So this 14-year-old cat named Lolly keeps tricking the neighbors by lying in the road outside of his home and faking its own death so that people will actually get out and try to, of their cars, and try to check on the cat or move the cat or whatever. So it, it's uh, it's really cute article about this uh, this cat that uh, continues to fake its death, uh, sometimes with its eyes rolled back and its tongue hanging out, trying to trick motorists to thinking that he's died. And then when they, they wow. try to move the, the cat's body, it gets up and then starts rubbing up against them. Uh, in other uh, cases, what's happened is um, the local uh, pharmaceutical delivery or something like that has come over to a house to do a delivery, and the cat has jumped into the back of the truck, rode back to the pharmacy and then has become like a, a counter pet for like a, a couple of days before they realize uh, that, oh, this is someone's cat. Now, the cat is actually so notorious for pretending this this um, this death trick to get attention that its owner has to start posting signs to state that this cat is not dead. And its owner and, and all the local vets know the cat. So if you find the cat, please return it to the vet and they'll return it back to the owners. <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. You know, it, it just goes to show you all of all of um, these animals. We don't realize how smart they really are. I mean, this is really this is intelligence at its finest. Yeah. And um, our, our, these animals that that, are, that we bring into our homes are and it, it's so sad when they're mistreated. And but we don't realize how smart they are. Right, and and, such personalities. Uh, I know. Yeah, the personality, and you know, and, and my my um my mother um, adopted a cat as well, and and because um, my father passed, and it's 
it's given her it's it, it's companionship for so many people mm-hmm. and so i i'm a spiritual guy and i i uh um i i think there's a reason for almost everything i think i just think about everything i think about our you know and again i'm not I'm not a holy roller, but I just think that we were created and there's like a reason for everything. Yeah. And, and so you think like animals are what compa- great companionship they are for all of us. And they think about having an animal or a dog around in an office, how sometimes it can stop tension. Yes. And, you know, um, cause what you do when you see an, an animal, you, you take some of your anxiety and you let go and you start talking in like a little, like a child's voice to, yep. to the dog, you know, or the cat. And it takes, think about it. When you're doing that, what does that do for your psyche? Yeah. It, it, like it gets those, those, the, um, you know, the thing that the blood flowing in a positive way. Yeah. And, um, so that's what animals do. It, it's so great. Yeah. When, when I adopted my dog, um, he was in, you know, cause he was actually in, at the shelter, um, in the animal shelter. And I was, he was behind the cage, which is sad when you go and see animals like this, but oh, this, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it was called the Castaic, um, animal shelter in, in Santa Clarita, California, which is in LA County. And, um, and, uh, uh, I went to, to pet him and this, well, this shelter is amazing, by the way, just so you know, it's a very clean, organized, such an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Great. I have such respect for, the, for these people um, that run this. And there's a lot of volunteers as well. So uh, whoever wants to volunteer in animal shelter, please do. But anyway, uh, so I went to go and pet my dog. And and um, he, I couldn't really reach him all the way because he's like behind this like, like fence thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to him, I said, look, I can't, I can't reach you. And I'm talking to him as if he's human. I said, yep. I can't reach you. You need to come closer. And you know what he did? He listened to me. And he shoved his body up all the way against the fence. Oh, wow. And I was just in utter shock yeah. that he listened to me. And I thought, wow. This is the one. This is incredible. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Isn't amazing. that incredible? It he, is. did, he did that. So here's the other thing I'll say, too. And and so so I'm petting him. And my daughter was with me. And, and, you know, and most people, when you look, you don't necessarily make a decision right away. So um, uh, I, we, I pet you know, my, this dog and walked away. And I got about 15 feet away and I hear this loud bark and loud enough that my daughter and I turned around and I thought, is, is that, and I said, is that the dog that we were just petting? And, and he kept barking and it was, we went back and he was on his hind legs and, and uh, barking for us to come back. Oh, wow. And, and it's like, Oh, it just broke, broke my heart. Yeah. And, uh, and my daughters. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, well, let's go into the main office and, and you know, <laughs> let's make, make this you know, happen. Get this done. <laughs> yep. Let's make this happen. Yeah. yeah. And and I think now, and and I, I I give my dog a good life. He gives me a good life. But I give my dog a good life. And I think, man, you you you. This is what you got because you asked for it. Yeah. You wanted this. You know, you you deserve. The, the luxury you get to have because I, I want my dog to have luxury I want him to have bones and take him on runs and every day and, and give him I want to give him a good life because he asked for it you know and mm-hmm. it's it's great so yeah uh, for sure. anyway. right on well how about we jump into the second half of our show and uh, we're going to do okay. the rapid fire questions rapid fire questions 
Okay. All right. So for the listeners uh, tuning in for the first time, I'm going to ask Joe uh, 20 quick questions, and he just has to give me the first thing that comes to your mind. There's no right or wrong answer, and at any point, if okay. you're not 100% sure, you could just say pass. Okay, Apple. Okay. Oh, so you <laughs> yep, sorry. close. I thought you started already. Yep, I'm nope. Sorry. You never know. Uh, no, no, it won't work for this first one. The first question is, what made-up word would you register into the English dictionary? Uh, Joeism. Joeism. Do, do, you, do you have a definition? That's my made-up word, Joeism. It's just Joeism. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Oh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Or, or what, what made-up word was... Okay, that... that oh, Joeism works. Joeism works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the scariest dream you've ever had? Uh, scariest dream was when I was... Uh, so this is not a word. It's, just, it's what happened. The scariest dream was I was... Uh, my grandmother, who had passed away, is driving a car... Um, and, and I was in the back seat for some reason and she was driving an old Ford, Ford Fairmont up the New York, uh, we call it the Brooklyn bridge mm-hmm. in New York. And it started to rain and she lost control of the car and we started to fall. Um, we, we wrecked and went off the top of the bridge wow. and started to drop towards the water. And as we're falling, in my mind, in my dream, I said, I can survive this fall. I can survive this fall. And, um, and then I, I woke up and I heard some, I heard something. And that was probably the scariest dream I've ever had. Wow. And I woke up like, like yep. I took a breath. That's a true start. story. Yeah, I've had a few of those. Yes. Yeah. Um, what superpower do you wish you had? Fly. Fly. Yeah, that's a very popular one. Uh, what's your earliest childhood memory? Um, I was two and a half years old. Um, my father was on a bike and I was in the back of it and, you know, and, um, you know, those little things where you put your kids, the seats in the back of a bike yep. and he put me back there and I thought, if this guy wrecks my <laughs> legs, my side of my legs are going to get all scraped <laughs> up. I have to trust this guy who's my father. I have to trust him that he's not going to wreck wreck so i yeah. cried the entire time and i still remember it. and they, they took a picture and i had the picture wow. of me crying as like two <laughs> some i was like barely two barely wow two that's great that's crazy that at two years old all that can go through your mind right <laughs> it, it did i'm like just create this guy i yeah. have to trust this guy for riding this bike because think <laughs> about it there's i knew there's no things on the side yeah. so if he wrecks I just thought I am going to get my legs skinned up <laughs> because think about when you're, when you're a kid, you're, you're, you're tied to the back. Yep, so you can't, right. you're, you're, so if it fell, I would fall over. He could probably get off, but I'm going to be like, that's I'm right. Strapped you're this strapped to that machine. <laughs> and, yeah. So yeah. that, that was my earliest scary. You, you really think about it. That, that, seat on the back of a bike I, is, I it's almost like a mon It's like a monstrosity, right? Like it's truly a thing for kids to fear. It's like, it doesn't matter right. what happens to anybody else. You've, you're strapping me to this projectile. <laughs> Why are you right? You're yeah, putting me in the back of the bike. You're strapping me in. I can't get out. Yep. So if you wreck, that's it. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> yeah. um, what makes you happiest? What makes me happy? Yeah. Um, my, my, my children, when my children um, talk with each other and, and they, they, uh, um, what, that makes me happy. Just knowing that, you know, as parents, if you have two kids and, and your children are friends, we can't be on the planet forever. Yeah. But and if you know that you two kids will have each other, 
um, that that really makes me happy yeah. when I see my children That's nice just conversing and talking and and just um, you know becoming a force, you know, a family force. I, I that makes me very happy. Yeah, that's a great feeling. Uh, what foreign language would you like to learn? Spanish. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, what decade would you like to most like to live in? So if you could like travel through time, what decade would you want to be in? I would say like the Victorian time period. Victorian. Okay. Oh, wow. I, I'd still be a little bit worried about the plumbing then, but it, it was, it was, it was starting to get somewhere. <laughs> but, you, but you didn't say how long. So That's true. Me, it could have been just a day. You, know, you didn't say how long it could <laughs> yeah. be. For, yeah. yeah. If you said like, for a year, I'd be concerned, but if I could go in, in and out, Oh, okay. I'd love yeah. to hang yeah. out. Okay. I'd love I'd, to hang I out. I hold it for a day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, what, do you have a go-to joke? Um, uh, what, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, no, I, no, yeah. I don't. No, okay. That's no, fine. Um, what, uh, what was the first movie that made you cry? Um, first, actually, it wasn't a movie. It was a TV show, Lassie. I, I, oh, okay. I, I, growing up as a kid. Yep. I love animals. Yeah. Talking about it makes me want to cry, but uh, <laughs> I literally could never watch one full episode of Lassie because Lassie always got lost. Yes. And it scared the hell out of me and I couldn't take it. Lassie always got her way back, found her way back. Yeah. But for me, I couldn't take the fact that Lassie would get lost or there'd be a problem or there'd be a, a criminal that would do something. And I didn't want anything to happen to Lassie. So uh, as much as I know Lassie, I never watched a full episode of Lassie because it'd make me cry because I was always worried about Lassie. Wow. <laughs> uh, you always make you wonder if you, if you couldn't watch the end, you're like, I don't even know if she ever gets back. <laughs> I don't know. I assume so because yeah, I, I assume. <laughs> Um, question number 10. Do you believe in aliens? Do I believe in aliens? Yes, I do. Because if the fact that we're on this planet mm -hmm. and, and as crazy as our existence is, and as many planets as there are, why on earth, how could we be so arrogant to think that we are the only people that exist? Not only that, but here's the other problem I have. Think about this for one second. Why is it that we have a Miss Universe contest? How come Miss Universe is always from, from Earth? That's not right. <laughs> I love it. That's not right, my It's right. You can't just claim that title. <laughs> That's not right. That's Why right. is it Miss just Universe Earth. always from Earth? <laughs> That's right. Come on now. That's ridiculous. That is a great come point. On. I've come never on. thought it of that. It is time. <laughs> Come on now. That's great. <laughs> I'm sick of this. I'm sick yeah. of it, man. We need some we need some some other uh contestants, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Um how would you spend a hundred million dollars? How would I spend a hundred million dollars? Yeah. Well, first of all, no one needs a hundred million dollars. I think uh I don't think I would help I would I would obviously make sure that, that everybody in my family was taken care of and, mm -hmm. and provided for, but not excessively where it's ridiculous yeah and then i would spend um you know money helping others true okay. the people that truly need it yeah. i i don't believe in handing anybody anything because you know if you if you hand people something you stop their growth and people make different decisions when you hand people money yes. so i i think you i would be very careful but i would help others you just help others and, and it could be countries 
mm-hmm. where they don't have wells in places, you know, certain mm-hmm. countries, they, they don't have wells and water. They don't have proper uh, uh, treatment for, um, you know, for disposal of waste and things like that. So I, I would want to use it wisely and use it effectively where it made a difference, but I wouldn't want to enable somebody not to be the best person they could be. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, if it were socially acceptable and you wouldn't have like PETA all up in your in your case, what exotic animal would you like to domesticate? Well, there are a lot of great exotic animals that are are kind of just well, that they would kill you. So yeah. I mean, I think tigers and you know lions and the tigers mm-hmm. just such beautiful, you know, lions and tigers. Um, they're just such beautiful animals. Um, but they're but they're very dangerous too. Yes. So I think. It would be lions and lion. Yeah, it's possible. It's a, it's a very popular answer. Yeah. What is, uh, what's like your, your biggest pet peeve? Like what gets on your nerves the most? Uh, when people use the, the, the uh, Joe in vain. For example, Joe Blow or Joe Schmo or Joe whatever. Really? You know, seriously. It, it's, it, you, you know, it's right. It's Joe? like the man's version of Karen. Yeah. yeah. Why, why do you, why do you have to use my name in vain? I'm yep. like, you know, that's a pet peeve of mine. Um, that's a big pet peeve of mine. Do not yeah. use Joe Schmo, Joe Blow, Joe yeah. whatever. Why Stop can't you Joe. use yeah. Bob Blow, Bob, Bob Schmo, yeah. Frank, you know, whatever. You know, not Joe. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, right on. Enough, enough's enough. Enough's yep. enough. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, what was the last thing that you did just for yourself? Uh, the last thing I did just, like, I mean, every day I try to do something for myself, you know? Um, what did I do for um, what did I do for myself? What did I do? Um, maybe we think. I I, I want to. I think honestly. I mean, I I do everything from what I do for myself. It's surprising though when you what really think about it. You're like, what did I do just for me? I, I, like, well, you, you know, I, I know my like my my. I'm I'm lucky enough. Both of my kids are in my house right now. They're they're you know they're older, so I'm in heaven. Yeah. So I'm doing things to make them feel comfortable. What have I done for myself? And of course. Um, you know, obviously my kids are happy. That makes me happy. But uh, yeah. what have I done for myself? I know I've done something for myself. <laughs> um, um, what have I done? What have I done for myself? God, why the hell is that so damn hard? You'd be surprised. Um, I mean, I'm often as a parent, I'm I'm kind of I, I like... had I had new I had new floors put in my my kitchen and my my dining room. Okay, I did that for myself. Okay, right on. Yeah, it's really. Tough. I couldn't take having. Old floors. It was driving me crazy. Okay, and that's good. Definitely yeah. something I didn't need to do that for myself. Yeah, that was for me. I, I was gonna say because you know, like floors could be like it's it's for the household, it's for the family. But this particular thing, it was a driving you nuts. So you did it for your own peace. It of mind. was driving yeah. me nuts. Okay. It was driving me nuts. It was an old floor. I couldn't stand it. And and now when I walk on my floor, I, I go, wow, I, I really like it. It makes good. me feel better. So Perfect. Yes. Excellent. Uh, what holiday could you erase from the calendar if you could? Oh, that's kind of, man. Um, that people are going to hate me. I can't. Oh no, no, no. There's, there's no wrong answer. You'd be surprised some of the answers we've gotten. Okay. So <laughs> yep. I, I, I want to always recognize the, the, the. Well, let me think. Well, let's just say, okay, Halloween. I'm going to say Halloween. Really? We don't Halloween. really need it. Wow. We don't need it. It's Come true. It's true. It. Yeah. It's, we don't need it. Well, and and it's not what it's. It's not what it was made. If anything, it's it's not like a stat holiday. You still have to go to school. You still have to go to work. It, it's somehow yeah. on there, but it's it's really just turned into a candy fest, right? It's it's not. Yeah, yeah we, right. Yeah. yeah, come on. But yeah. you have to get. I mean, think about how many people really, really. Unless you have young kids, 
Yep. How many people really love to get dressed up? You know, so I, I have I young kids, I and it. I have to tell you, it every Halloween it has poured rain for the last five years. I'm getting tired of Halloween. <laughs> I just I'm tired of walking around and getting soaked just so that my kids can get a bag of candy that they eat like four or five pieces, and I got to throw the rest out every year. It's just not worth my time and exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just go buy them like a pack of full chocolate bars and be like, Halloween came to you this year. <laughs> That's right. That yeah, is right. I'm I'm gonna go to hell. My my I'm gonna be a dick. My kids are gonna hear this episode <laughs> one day and be like, oh, You said you liked going out with us. <laughs> oh goodness. Um But when your kids get older, you're gonna think back and you're gonna miss it. So it's remember true. that. hundred percent. Yep, yep. I do. I love. I do love the the creation of making Halloween costumes and and well, getting in the. Let the me fun tell you kids. this too. Right, you're yeah. right. And so my so my son is you know my son my son graduated um, high school, he's in college, and my daughter's like my daughter's almost fifteen. Is she fifteen? Mm-hmm. And so they're getting older. So I go jogging and and I see these young parents with their their kids, and you know my kids are you know getting much older. So it's like getting the empty nesting's happening. Yeah. And and it like oh, and honestly it, it just it gets I make it gets me sad I, I can't breathe and I'm just the, I mean I truly been getting the, the emptiness has come you know and and my my kids were kind of doing things so they're, they're back now because the the COVID thing so I'm I'm yep. grateful for that but I tell you what you, you think back of all the the moments that you you don't really realize how important these things are and you and how time flies so fast that you will miss it. So I all yeah. to, to all the young parents with your young kids, please savor every moment. And, yeah. and you know, and Enjoy I look, sometimes when my kids. Yeah. And I remember when my kids were younger, when they, if they would cry, you'd get, you we all get embarrassed. Yeah. And I remember my buddy's kid was crying. I said, you know what? I would give anything for my child to, because he's like, you know, my oldest son is like 18. Mm. If he's like, for me, for him to be, you know, three years old, crying again and be holding him, I would give anything to to remember that again, to feel that again, to be yeah. there again. And and in that moment, the parents are like, "Oh my God, they feel so embarrassed." But other parents are like, "Man, you're lucky that you have that moment." Yeah. And yeah. so, so have that. Just remember that. So because kids, time does go by so fast. And when my son was first born, I, I remember holding him um, the first night he was born. And, and, um, and then, you know, fast forward, time flew by and he's, you know, he's already in college. It's just flowing Where did by. it go? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the time Where it, it really, and you really say it, it's a cliche thing, but it's true. It flies by. Yeah. It really does. Save uh, the moment. Yep. What do you do when you can't fall asleep? Ah, drink brandy. Yeah. That's it. Hey, if you're going to do it, make it flavorful. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Do you know what? Because. Um, what is it? Uh, somebody said, uh, was it Edgar Allan Poe said it was the uh, cure all of the cure alls was brandy. So that's interesting. And if you do a little bit, just a little bit of brandy, yeah, it will knock you out. It'll knock you out. It'll also take the edge off. That's so right. I always say, if you want to know, you know, and you, all the movies you watch, all the old movies, yep. when they do, they have a little bit of cognac. It yep. kind of takes the edge off. It's true. So it if does. you come home and you're all pissed off and angry, do it. Just a, not, and I'm not saying go crazy. Don't, crazy. <laughs> don't get loaded. <laughs> then you'll be really crazy. Don't get loaded. <laughs> all you need is just a little bit to take the edge off, and yep. we all need to take that edge off. Just a splash. Yeah. Right on. Um, what activity makes you totally lose track of time? 
Um, I am a flea market junkie. Really? I could go to a flea market and shop for hours and hours and hours. In fact, my whole family, from my mother to my brothers to my children, have set up a support group for for family (laughs) members that have gone with me to a flea market because my 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 um my one brother he served I think like five or six terms over in Afghanistan mm. during you know war war time, and he said Joe, I've been to war, I've been he's a uh, Green Beret Special Forces Commander, he said I've been through the toughest training in the world, but I could never ever walk with you ever again to another <laughs> flea market. That's a, that that says a lot. That's volumes right there. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I honestly, I've gone through flea markets and I've found stuff. And it's been days where it's so because I go to the Pasadena flea market, the Red Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. and it's in the summer times. It's so hot, the sweat could be pouring off me. I feel no heat. I wow. feel no. There's no time. I feel no heat. I literally, like you, people that watch American Pickers and Pawn Stars, yep. this is my favorite. These are my favorite shows. And <laughs> I am a collector and I love it. So when I'm, when I'm there at these places, I lose myself completely. I feel no heat. I feel no pain. I always say when I'm in heaven, it's going to be my heaven to free market. <laughs> You know, it's it's really amazing uh, to think of uh, the, the 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 gems that you can find uh, flea markets and garage oh, sales. Oh, treasures! We, we were just talking uh, with Kim Mitchell, and he said that uh, a lot of the times um, charities and stuff would come to him uh, and ask, like, uh, "Oh, do you have anything that you you wouldn't mind donating and stuff?" He, he's a very humble person, so uh, he's uh, like, "Here, uh, you know what? How about you take a couple of my platinum records or a couple of my gold records, and you can <laughs> and you can auction them off, right?" And then That's he great, was yeah. he was in. Um, his neighborhood walking around one day with a friend and they saw a garage sale. So they walked over and sure enough, there's one of his platinum records for oh my $5 God. at a garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> so just imagine that the is, things you can find. That I love that. Are you right? kidding me? No, it's, oh it's, my God. Yeah. So I don't have a, I don't have a bronze record, but I did. I, I, so when I was younger, my I did a calendar. So I did a fit and stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I had one of my calendars I did in um, what's called – the calendar's images was back in 1993. And at that time when I was doing this calendar, I was finishing up college, but I had a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And all the people from my office bought this calendar. And years later, um, one of the, the, the people that bought the they, – they were selling my calendar at a yard sale. And the, the guy had the nerve to tell me, hey, Joe, I tried to sell your calendar, but nobody wanted to buy it. And he told me this. I'm like, really, dude? Why? Sometimes you shouldn't just say things. But I, I, I know the feeling. <laughs> well, you, you, you should have just been like, yeah, because nobody wants a used calendar that's out of date. <laughs> that's right. right. A used out of date calendar. <laughs> correctly. Yeah. yeah, can you, yeah like, I think you're crazy you for know, trying to sell anything, it. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If anything, the only person, that, I mean, think about it, the only person that really gives a crap about that calendar, the old one, is, is, is me. Yeah. Because it's, it's part of my history and part of things that, that, that I've done that I've had to work for yeah. uh, to get myself into a certain shape. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah just sometimes people just don't realize how yeah. hurtful they can be. But that poor, that poor thing of the sea is own. His own. I know. He was just. Like, <laughs> yeah, we had a good laugh about that. That was really funny. That is. 
That's a great story. Yeah. I, I love it. What yeah. much humility too. <laughs> did, oh, sure. So did he buy it? Did he no, buy it he back? didn't. He you know <laughs> he what? laughed. He's like what? he's like I couldn't I couldn't even go over and like and, and look at it and, and pay five dollars to get this thing back. Oh, <laughs> he was wow! Just like, <laughs> yeah, That's but funny. he but he's not like he doesn't uh, he's not the type of person who displays his his records and his his awards and everything, right? You know, have, some people have their gold and platinum records up on their walls and their Junos and all those things. Uh, he just yes. he's just like no. He actually was telling us how he he um uh, went to his uh, son's uh, house and and I guess his son had found one of his. Uh, his Juno was in the basement and had it on his mantelpiece. And he's like, hey, what, what's going on here? <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, oh, I found it. In the I'm storage. the opposite. I like, I like to put things up. I have my office. Mm-hmm. I have my own office in my house and, and I like to put things up to me. I, I think everything comes from, um, everything I have is comes from a thought. Yeah. And to me, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I work, you know, we all work hard for things. And I think sometimes we need reminders of, of, you know, that we can still, you know, uh, and, and, and to be appreciative of things that we've done and that we have in the gifts we've given, because, you know, whatever thing you have, you know, like your song or, or, or if you did a certain, whatever project is, it was, mm-hmm. it could have ever always gone another direction. Yeah. And it just gives you appreciation mm. and, and, and appreciation, motivation. And, and so for me, I, I like that as a, as a motivator yeah. to, to know that, that, you know, things, sometimes you do things you think are impossible yep. that you never thought you could. Mm-hmm. And when you put some of the impossible things up in your wall, you realize how possible things are. Yes. And you can keep on reaching for bigger and better things. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's just my take on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the best thing you've ever eaten? The best thing I've ever... Eaten. Eaten? Yes. Uh, steak, steak, uh, medium, uh, rare. Steak okay. medium rare. Uh, a truest, a you know, perfect way to have a steak. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a crush on a fictional character? And if so, who? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Uh, when um, when I was let me see. Oh, I've, I've had a million mm-hmm. crushes. You know, um, but my would it be my first crush or yeah. or, or all of them? Oh, my one, first one that would one come to mind. Dana. Uh, yeah, the first one that out comes to my mind when I was younger was Dana Plato. It's so sad, um, okay. for young lady. But yeah, she was a, my as a young kid. I used to watch that show, and I thought she was the prettiest, you know, thing in the world. Um, back when I was a kid, because that was yeah. different strokes. Dana Plato, poor yep. thing. And these young act, these young actors can fall into such hard, yeah. hard times. And yeah, and it was sure. just really sad what what happened. So uh, um, to these to the young young. Um, um, actors. Yeah. But Dana yeah. Plato was my first crush. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her. Yeah. Um, all right. Question number 20. What's the favorite podcast you've been on in the last 12 hours? Yours. Yours. That's awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Right on. And well, I just, I didn't even think I'd have to say I know that, that one right came out instantly. Because, That's great. <laughs> well, yeah. And it, yeah. because I'm a co-host. That's right. This is my first co-hosting position. And how could I not feel honored and blessed and grateful to be a co-host with you, man. I, well, I really appreciate it. It's nice. It's been, uh, like I said, we've done the show a little out of order, but uh, it's 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 flowed uh, smooth right My from thought. the moment that you came in. So it was, it was amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, well thank you very much for taking the time with us. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug or anything that you're working on, some social media sites yeah, or anything? You know, um, there's, there's a lot of different things. You know, you mentioned the Opiate Diaries on, mm-hmm. on Amazon right yeah. now. I like I like to plug that not not for for me, 
but more for I, I do believe that you know you're put in certain positions in life that if you can um, make a difference or help somebody out, I, I think people, um, young kids, maybe um, um, you know graduating high school, college, etc., or families should should watch it because it gives you an understanding of how dangerous, um, let's say, pain pills. If you get hurt mm-hmm. and you're on Vicodin and you take Vicodin and things like that, how dangerous and what can happen if you're not careful. And even the person who thinks they're most careful and they have the most control, they could lose control really fast. So, so yeah. this is such a good film that, that, that could change you. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's an independent project. It was done, um, um, you know, it's done like a film, but it's also documentary style. Okay. So it really gives people a good understanding. So um, from the perspective of helping others, you know, um, you know, I want to plug that because I think people should see it. And that's on Amazon Prime, The Opiate Diaries. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm, if you ever want to see some of the things I'm doing, I, I always kind of post it on my, um, on you know, uh, on YouTube. So you can always okay. do Joe from Fair on YouTube. Okay. And I have like episodes I've done on General Hospital or I did a Lifetime a TV show for a lifetime called crazy love. I had that on there. And mm-hmm. I have another episode I did on for a TV show called betrayed. Yes. I play uh, a detective that is, uh, is on Amazon as well. And it's uh, betrayed season four, episode four, kiss of death. If you ever wanted to see that. And then, um, um, you know, but yeah, uh, you can always check me out on IMDb. Uh, it shows like things are coming out, but, uh, um, and, or you can go to Instagram. Instagram, I'm pretty good too, Joe from Fair on Instagram. I'm always, um, like if something's coming out, I definitely always I post it. So, um, okay. You know. Excellent. Perfect. Well, uh, we really appreciate it. And for all our listeners who are on the road right now listening to this episode, uh, who don't want to uh, necessarily surf to it immediately, uh, if you go over to our, our, um, our website, www.thefap.ca, uh, you can go to our guest section and check up Joe's profile and uh, uh, some links to uh, those social medias. We'll make sure we get those up there for you. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you very much again, Joe. And uh, hopefully we can uh, loop back around with you and uh, have you back sometime. Hey, that sounds great. You give me a call. I'm always available. If, you, if, you're, if your partner's gone and you need somebody else, hey, I'm, I'm just a call away. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you, buddy. Have Bye. a great day. Take care. Bye. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is Thefap4. You can get us on Instagram. Is Thefap Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. Thefappodcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air. We on the air. We got this podcast. Ah, not again. Wicked sweet.